Johnston here. I have to, uh, not have to, I've chosen to give you an update on something a lot of you have been asking about. And, uh, well, today we have some great news. If you remember the Kevin J. Johnston show when I was doing the show back in uh, Mississauga, there were two people that had contacted me who were being held captive, prisoner against their will, in the Westin Hotel that uh, was right beside the Calgary Airport. The first one, his uh, name was David Shurjan. He's become a very good friend of mine. He had called me saying that he was forced into a quarantine hotel. This was January of last year. So he, uh, we, we interviewed. I asked questions, and he explained that the food packets were god awful, and uh, there was people making noise to all hours of the night. Nobody was given any kind of choice whatsoever as to whether or not they wanted to go. Uh, they were lied to immensely and implicitly, and and so on. Then. There was another lady named Rebecca. Her and her mother were forcibly shoved into a van and taken to the same hotel. And if you remember, we were interviewing her, having a lot of fun. And uh, I suggested to her, I said, look, I'm not going to make you do it, but why don't you uh, go run up and down the hallways? I mean, if you're feeling really antsy, like get out and do something. And now that, well, we've got some good news here, I can tell you the truth, is that she grabbed her phone and moved her phone like this outside of the door so we could see that the floor was completely wrapped in plastic and every door into every hotel room had bins with um, with, with towels and hand cleaner and all kinds of stuff inside. And she ran up and down the hallway and some little security guard came over. It looked like about a 20-year-old guy. Um, if you remember in the video, I told her, put me on speakerphone and I'll speak to him. So I was talking to him through her speakerphone. It was actually quite amusing. Uh, and I told her, I told the security guard to leave her alone, not to talk to her. She was there, not of her own free will, but she had been kidnapped and was uh, being forcibly confined and so on. Well, the police, the Calgary police showed up a couple of hours later and gave her a $1,200 um, ticket. I just, wow. They showed up that quickly to give her a ticket. Well, um, she asked me if I was able to represent her. I said, well, you know, I might be able to, I tell you what, I'll head over to the courthouse, which I tried to do in April of last year to tell the crown attorney that we wanted to see disclosure. And we also wanted to book a court date. Well, they wouldn't let me in back, back then it was all masks. They wouldn't let me into the actual courthouse. Uh, so I phoned the crown and told the crown that I'd like to speak about this ticket if I could. And he said, well, what do you want? I just barked at me. I said, well, I'd like to talk to you about this ticket, the possibility of having it withdrawn based on the fact that it was illegally written. It's not illegal. Those tickets are going to cost people a lot of money. We're going to win. I just started barking at me. Yeah, you know, I had it on speakerphone. I was with my man, uh, Derek, uh, Derek Story there and another good friend of mine, Henry, and we're laughing our heads off. I kept blocking it. Like I'm putting the microphone in my chest. Guys, don't laugh. Come on. It's the courthouse. But he was really vicious and vile. I said, look, I don't think you really want to have a conversation. So here's my name. And could we please book a trial date? To which he said, well, what? You don't want to have a first hearing? I said, well, no, I don't think that you're wanting to have one either. So let's just book a court date. So we did. Uh, the court date was in January of this year. So a year later. Well, the lady, her first name was Rebecca. She went down. They were not prepared to proceed. I gave her instructions on how to ask for disclosure, and she finally ended up getting disclosure just about two weeks ago for a court date today. On top of all that, after that court appearance that she had made, um, two police officers came to her front door to serve her a summons stating that she had to be in court today. So she 
called me up on uh, Sunday, this past Sunday, and her, myself, and Stefanos cooked up the strategy to beat the ticket. To which, of course, I did have to tell her, I am not a lawyer. And I'm telling all of you, I am not a lawyer. I'm not a licensed paralegal. This is not legal advice. If you want to fight tickets in court, you can use this as a guideline only. Talk to a lawyer or a paralegal, or you can defend yourself knowing what you know. But I'm not a lawyer. This is not legal advice. Disclaimer. So um, we had gone through the ticket, and it turns out that the ticket was improperly written. First off, they had stated that it was a uh, an Alberta Health Services order, uh, but the police were enforcing it for some reason. So it was kind of like a drinking ticket. I don't know why the cops were issuing that. That would have been more like bylaw, or it would have been more like the actual uh, AHS staff would had would have had to have written that. They didn't, <clears throat> but there was a representative present in January of last year from AHS who refused to give their name and wrote a witness statement but did not give their name. And also, uh, when we finally saw the disclosure, I was just, I was aghast at how horrible it was. The, uh, the evidence was a security guard said that he saw a young lady running up and down the hallway. That's all he said he saw. Um, his name did not match the name of the security guard that I had spoken to last year. The police officers, their witness statement simply concluded that they served her the summons. Well, that's not evidence. That's just an affidavit stating that they served the summons. Why, why was all that, that money spent on a ticket? Well, I'll tell you why. is because the other evidence that the police were using was my show. That's the evidence. The Kevin J. Johnston show, which was a two and a half hour broadcast from last year, from what, 15 months ago. That was their evidence to try to get somebody a $1,200 fine after they had already spent more than $5,000 of police time and court time and affidavit time and, and uh, process server time. I mean, how, how crazy is it that the city of Calgary is now minus over 3500 bucks on this ticket trying to prosecute someone for, for what reason? Well, um, she was not granted the right when they took her from the airport to the hotel last year to talk to a lawyer, which judges have stated is your right. You have to be informed in advance that you've got the right to remain silent. And you also have the right to an attorney. An attorney must be present at all times. Uh, also, uh, she was not informed of her right um, to, to segregate herself at home. That was another option that actually was a nationally announced thing. Plus the province of Alberta had not signed on to the federal mandate. So the ticket was illegally written in the first place. But this is the piece of paper. These are the notes. I'm going to go through the notes now. All right. And I told her, and so did Stefanos, that, you know, when you get to court, show up early, introduce yourself, say that my name is, and this is my ticket number, and I'm on the docket for 1.30. That's it. Always be polite. Advice. This is life advice, not legal advice. When you're in a courtroom, be polite at all times. You do not want to get a contempt of court charge and conviction slapped on you right there in the courtroom for swearing or being, being a crass ignoramus. You just don't want that. They'll lock you up for a day or two. Don't do it. All right. So, um, uh, she also, I also did say, because, I mean, look, they've put me in the court system over 300 times in the last five years. So I know this stuff. Uh, I said, they'll call your name. 
And when you go up to the desk, you just go to the desk that's opposite the one that the crown attorney sits at and be polite. Here in Alberta, it's not your honor. It's my lord or my lady. It Just use, use the terms that they want you to use. There's nothing wrong with being polite. Again, so uh, my lord, there are several serious issues with this case, constitutional and jurisdictionally you know, uh, uh, applicable. Um, this is what we, we had stated. Now, she wrote... She took the massive amount of notes that we gave her and brought it down to just one page. Now, the first issue with this ticket is on May 13th, 2021, she had her first appearance before the court and then was charged after her appearance on January 14th, 2022, as an officer had delivered a summons to her house. And the the officer said that his evidence that she ran up and down the hallway in the hotel uh, was that he served her a piece of paper a year later. Like that's not evidence guys. That's just not, that's, that's wasting tax dollars is what that is. Issue number two is that she was not charged with a criminal offense. According to the charging document, the charging document states that she was charged under section 73, subsection one of the Alberta public health act. Section 73, subsection one of the Alberta health act is not a criminal offense under the the criminal code of Canada. So it's again, it's like a parking ticket. Okay, it's not a crime. Issue number three, under the Federal Evaluation of the Contraventions Act, federal ministerial orders or charges do not apply and did not apply back then as Alberta had never signed on to the act. That's true. So if something federal is going to come forward, the provinces of Canada are still independent countries that have to agree to be governed by a set rule or law, and Alberta didn't. So again, the ticket would be tossed out based on that. Issue number four, uh, the charter issue under section 11, subsection H of the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, I have been charged, or she was charged under the same offense under provincial offenses and have been charged under the Federal Criminal Code of Canada. And I, now the case law that we cited, we did our research on this, by the way, we, we spent a lot of time on this. Uh, case law was um, Corp Professionnel de Medicine versus Thibault, Regina versus Wigglesworth, Regina versus Morton Tolger, uh, Regina versus Samji, Regina versus DTC, and Nova Scotia Pharmaceutical Society. So in all of those cases, every single medical charge that was filed against them was thrown out of court because it had to be. Because nothing in any health code is a crime. Nothing. They're not part of the criminal code of Canada. Period. They're just tickets. Issue number five. She had not received full disclosure. Now, that's true. The disclosure that we got was was ridiculous. It was like nothing. Now, my show is not evidence of, well, sorry, my former show. I no longer have a show. Um, And there's a lot of reasons for that. Something I will discuss at a much later time. My old show in January of 2021 is not evidence of somebody doing anything, especially when you're unable to prove, and this was also something that was discussed today at the courthouse, when you are unable to prove that the person was even out of the country in the first place. Yeah, there was no documentation in that evidence pack that said this lady and her mother had even left Canada. Now, if you're, you have to build a case and you better have some evidence if you're building a case and you want convictions and you want to steal 1200 bucks from someone. So they had no evidence. There was no plane tickets, no stamp passports, no, uh, no flight itineraries, nothing. There was nothing in their evidence pack to say that they had done their research. Um, also, the, uh, 
the complaint, the, oh yeah, the witness list. They only had one witness's name and that was one of the security guards, which wasn't even the same guy. So there was no witness list. And if there's no witness list, how in can we test the evidence? To test the evidence means that you, your witness, get on the stand. I got questions for you. It's called cross-examination. You have the right to test any evidence that's brought forward against you, period. Again, this is not legal advice, okay? Talk to a lawyer if you're going to fight tickets. Uh, the complainant in the officer's notes stated that he had a video of his own, which was not there. Like they gave us a CD-ROM and on the CD-ROM was my show, not the video that this particular individual supposedly shot. Do you know why? Because they hadn't shot any video. They lied. <clears throat> uh, next, um, the complainant's officer's notes said there was a video uh, that was not able to be tested and the witnesses at the airport uh, who said that they had to get in the truck, they were not available either. No staff at the airport who forced this woman and her mother, two unarmed women, into a van to then be imprisoned, which it was, in a hotel against their will. There was no witness statements from any of them. None. No witness statements from the flight staff, if indeed they were on a plane. No witnesses from the pilot, from from passengers, from... Uh, from, from stewardesses and stewards. And no, I'm not saying flight attendants. You can stick that, that politically correct crap up your butt. I'm done with that nonsense. Stewardess, steward. Actor, actress. It's cool, isn't it? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with actress, by the way. Hey, for, for anyone out there, I'm just going to segue for a second here. If you're a woman and you take offense to actress or stewardess, like, what are you offended by? The fact that you were born a woman? What's wrong with being born a woman? What's the matter with you people? Hey, remember Gloria Steinem in that stupid crap in the 1970s where she said, you know, women should not be identified by their marriage status. Blah, 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 blah. So we're going to introduce Ms. and not Miss or Mrs. Well, that didn't go over very well with women her own age and older who wanted to be called Mrs. if they were married. Because, you know, newsflash, there are many, many, many women in Western culture who absolutely love the fact that they are married and they want people to know. So they wear their rings and they go by the, uh, the pronoun of Mrs. All right. So there we go. There's more. <laughs> Issue number six on this $1,200. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Chapmanova. Thank you for loving the fact that you're a woman. Good. We have some sane people in the world left. Thank God for that. Issue number six. Uh, the option for her to quarantine at home and not at a detention center was not afforded to either her or her mother. All right? They were not afforded legal representation. They were not told that they could speak to a lawyer. And the uh, JCCF uh, did win their case where anyone who's being sent to a quarantine center must be afforded legal advice or be allowed to call their lawyer. And in this case, that is a constitutional infringement. Okay. So the city of Calgary really screwed up when they arrested and, and detained these, these women. Issue number seven, she's not able to make full answer in defense as the Crown failed to issue full disclosure and make all witnesses available for cross-examination to test the evidence against her. And that is the case law of R. V. Stinchcomb. In Canada, R. is Regina. It means the Crown or the Queen in, um, in Latin. So the Queen, or Canada, versus Stinchcomb. Stinchcomb is someone who said that they lost their case because they were not entitled, 
to see their own disclosure. Well, how, how can you build a defense if you don't know what the evidence is against you? That's a violation right there. All right. So any of those would have been grounds for this ticket to be thrown out the door. Not all of them combined, but any of them for that matter, period. Um, also, if they were going to pursue a trial today, this was the statement that she was to make. Um, my lord, or me lady, I am bringing a charter challenge to have my section 24 subsection 1 rights enforced. Okay, so um, if the trial had gone ahead, she had the right to appeal, essentially. But at that particular point also, it should have either been thrown out or adjourned to a later date. At the courthouse, a um, couple things happened. Number one is the judge had a smile on his face stating that COVID tickets, are we still dealing with these? And they chose to withdraw. Uh, but the Crown had also stated that they simply didn't want to play my video in the courtroom. <laughs> so, you know, good, good. I'm glad they don't want to play my videos in the courtroom. That, that's a good thing. You know, again, that show, the episode that they were relying on as evidence is from January of last year. You can see it on my BitChute channel, kevinjjohnson.com. The last five years of videos are there. I don't take anything down. I'm just not adding anything new aside from short videos like this uh, on there because, well, reasons. And I'll get into those at a future time. So COVID tickets uh, in the city of Calgary are being thrown out. Just for the record, if you did receive one in the last year and a half and you've got a court date, um, you know what? Let me see. I'm going to get permission to put this on my website, kevinjjohnston.ca. I haven't even had time to update my website. There might be like one update on that website in the last four or five months. For that, I do apologize, folks. You know that I was incarcerated. Um, you know that I was in court. I was under house arrest. I wasn't allowed to touch the internet for the first 47 days of the year. There's just so... Um, there's just so many things that stopped me from, from getting to my own website. And now I'm helping not one but five different people with individual cases all over Alberta and BC. So my time is really just not there. Um, if I have permission to put these notes on my site, I'll put these notes on my site for you to uh, download. That's kevinjjohnston.ca. Johnston with a T, dot C-A. So there's some good news. I thought I would pass that along to everybody. Not even the courts want these stupid tickets. So you're going to be okay if you fight them and go to court. Always go to court if you feel that you've been wronged. If you don't want to go to court, you have the right to pay those tickets. You do what you wish. Your tickets, your money, and your life. That's it for now, everybody. I do indeed love you all. I miss you all. Yes, I miss doing the live show. But um, we, uh, we, we lost our studio, as you may um, or may not know. Uh, we lost some of our equipment. Uh, there, there's a lot of things that just didn't go right, unfortunately. But, you know, things are what they are. I don't cry about things. I just move on to the next project and, you know, keep smiling, which I hope you all do. That's it. See ya.